0: Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 396, and today I am I'm beyond excited because I have a really awesome woman coming on to share with you how she went from zero, yep, zero to 24, actually, by the time this is airing, it's going to be over 25,000, but I put 24,000 because that's the actual, it's actually a little bit more than that, since launching her first product, and she did it in a relatively... Uh, short amount of time, and you're going to hear everything through that process. You're going to hear her story too on kind of where she came from and and kind of where this entrepreneurial bug came from and and all of that stuff. And you women out there, you know, I'm I'm thinking about you. And I and it's funny, you know, I meet a lot of women at events or they'll email me, and every time I get someone that I think will inspire other women, I want to get them on the show. And uh, it's funny. A lot of times, "Eh, I'm kind of shy. I don't really want to be on the show. I'm like, listen, it's just you and me talking. And uh, and Tony was really cool. She's like, yeah, I'll definitely come on because I would love to inspire other women. I want women. I want men. I want kids. I want anyone to realize that entrepreneurship is here. And it's not—it's not like it used to be, where it was kind of looked down upon. Uh, but it's here, and it's—it's it's open for anyone. It doesn't matter. And I know even when I was talking to Tony a little bit, and uh, we were talking about, it, it seems like it's—it's it's a men-dominated space, and it does. And I don't think it needs to be. I think the opportunity is there for everyone, for all of us. Um, but there's a lot of women out there that are also just kind of like, "Eh, I don't really want to put myself out there and that's fine, but I would love to hear from you. And, um, there's a few of you that are probably listening that I've met in person and you said that you were going to come on the podcast and, uh, you haven't contacted me yet. So. Quit hiding. Get over here. I want to have a conversation with you, and uh, we can we can let the world know about your uh, your journey. Because we're not talking about all of the you know all of the glory. We're talking about you know everything in, in between. And you're going to hear today with Tony's story exactly you know what happened and some of those struggles and and why it took her a little bit longer to to uh, to get her first product launched and some of those ups and downs. But she's a believer now. Trust me, she's a believer and she's more excited now than ever. And I met her actually at Seller's Summit uh, at Steve Chu's event when I was there recently and we got to talking and she's like, you know, big fan of the podcast, been listening for a while. And I just have to tell you, like, I'm super excited because right now I'm getting ready to launch my product. So when I was at Seller's Summit, she didn't even have her product launched yet. It was actually, I think it was just being shipped to her house. And when she got home, she was going to launch it. And now we fast forwarded a few months and she's already at 24k in revenue. In revenue, guys, she's got good margins though. Um, so I'm super, super excited for you to hear from her and hear our conversation. And uh, and I, I can't wait to hear more from Tony in the future too because she is just a go getter and uh, she's just out there, you know, doing what she does, and that's uh, just hustling. You know, going out there and uh, and doing what what she wants to do and uh, building. You know, a lifestyle business, and that's really, really what I love about stories like this. If you guys want to download the show notes, the transcripts to this episode, head over to theamazingseller.com/396. The other thing is, I'll even tell Tony to go over and hang out in the show notes area because I'm sure there's going to be some women that are going to be asking questions and are reaching out to her. Um, I will let her know when this airs, and then this way here. She can be there, and she can chime in and give you guys, um, and she's already said that she would do that, so uh, yeah, definitely go over to the show notes page, theamazingseller.com forward slash 396, and get all the goodies over there. All right, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation that I had with her, so sit back, relax, be inspired, enjoy this, but also get out there and make it happen for yourself, all right? So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, hey, Tony, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How you doing? Great. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Scott. No, this is fun. This is going to be great. You and I met at Seller Summit. You came up, you told me a little bit of your story, and I said, you know what? We got to get you on the podcast because, well, I think we need to inspire more women out there, to be honest with you. and Yeah,
1: like, you, that's awesome. Yeah,
0: right? I mean, like I, I met a lot of great women there at the, at the Seller Summit, and I said to a bunch of you, I was just like, you know, it just we need more of that. Whenever I have I have someone on that can inspire just another segment of the audience. I guess I like to do that. I mean, you have people that are stay at home moms, but you also have you know men that are truckers that are on the road all day, and it's like there's a wide range. But I know that there's a lot of women out there listening that just think that maybe it's it's dominated by men, and I don't I don't want it to be that way. Um, so when I hear someone like you, I say, you know what, we got to get you on, and we got to inspire some women out there. So uh, let's let's kind of go back a little bit. Uh, you know, let's get people kind of caught up. Number one, like give us a little bit of your backstory, and then maybe get us caught up to what's been happening, or maybe what happened when we were at Seller Summit because something exciting happened there that you were kind of like just launching. I think your your product had just been shipped to you, and you were going to be sending it in or something, right?
1: Yes, that's right. So when we were at Seller Summit, my product was being delivered at my house, right. so it was delivered while you know, while I was there. And so I was super excited to get home and get started after, you know, listening to everybody speak and just getting super motivated. So mm. um, that was very exciting then. And, um,
0: so I guess, so yeah, t- 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 take us back, t- take us back a little bit, like a little bit of your backstory. So, okay. E-commerce, Amazon, like, how do you even get, you know, how do you, how are you even aware of this? And I'm, I think you have a brick and mortar store too, though, right? I
1: do. Yeah, so so that's initially
0: yeah.
1: how I got started just being an entrepreneur in general. I was in the corporate world for a little bit after college, kind of realized that I wanted to be my own boss. So I um, I opened a brick and mortar consignment store when I was 25 and kind of had no idea what I was doing, but I just went for it. Nice. And uh, that has been going really well for the last eight years, transitioned a little bit of that store into e-commerce two years ago. And so I started learning a little bit about e-com. then kind of, I think I found your podcast through listening to, or from being on Steve Chu's email list about e-commerce stores.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And then you were on one of his blog posts. I started listening to your podcast and I was kind of like, I think I want to try something new. Like this sounds awesome. You know, really, really interested by everything that you guys were doing. hmm and just kind of, you know, you talk a lot about, you know, not having all your eggs in one basket and diversifying, and I was just ready for a new project, and so I got really excited about, you know, the ideas of doing some stuff with Amazon, too.
0: Yeah. I, I want to go back a little bit, though. I want to I unpack kind of like, okay, you're you're out of college, you, you get into the corporate world, it's not for you, you kind of have this like, I got to do something else, like I want to be my own boss, like, and uh-huh. from there, okay, what... What made you think of a consignment shop? I mean, I always like to kind of go back to kind of like how the story was, was uh, kind yeah. of set up, you know what I mean? Like, so what, what triggered a consignment shop for you? Number one.
1: Well, number one, my mother who lives in Minnesota has a consignment store and has had one for 30 years.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And Tell I grew more. up working there. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up working there. I knew the business model, um, You know, I never thought I would have done it if you would have asked me that, you know, like 10, 15 years ago. I'd be like, no way. But, um, you know, thinking about opening your own business, you need loans and you need, you know, backing. And consignment was a great model for me to be able to start with just a little bit of startup cash. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have a ton of overhead going in. So, for me, you know, I kind of wanted to open a boutique, but then it was a great way for me to get started without needing a ton of, of startup money. Mm. So, you know, I really, I gathered clothes from my friends. I, you know, the law firm I was working at they were super supportive. Like all the partners brought in clothes and everybody really helped, helped me out gathering inventory to start. And, um, you know, I had it set up in my apartment. My roommate probably still wants to kill me. Cause there (laughs) were like racks of clothing, you know, for months in there. And then, You know, I quit my job, opened the store, and, um, you know, just kind of snowballed from there. Just a lot of support from friends and colleagues and family, and, um, you know, it's it's different from my mom's store. It's all, like, and I'm in the Washington, D.C. area, so it was really easy to do, like, a high-end, very gently used clothing, shoes, accessories, um, handbags, that kind of thing.
0: Okay, so you kind of specialized more in your consignment shop than it being, like, You'll just take anything.
1: Right, right. Okay. Like we have very, you know, we have brands and everything has to be two years old or newer and, you know, in great condition. The name of the store is Mint Condition, so. Okay,
0: okay. And yeah. I think that's a great model because, again, you're niching down in that space. Like anyone can really go into, and you know, kind of be like a, uh, you know, a consignment shop that just offers anything. Right. Uh, and you're, you're like, you know what? I'm going to be known in the area for high-end clothing or purses or Things like that, but like you said, you have you have your criteria. It's lightly used, so people are going to know your reputation is good because you have good quality. And I could imagine you're going to start getting a little bit of a following locally of people yeah. that are going to be coming in um, and, and kind of seeing what you have on a weekly basis.
1: Definitely. We've got lots of regulars and... Very good
0: following. That is really cool. Now, okay, so the other question that I would have in that, and we'll get to like the physical product stuff here in a minute, but I I need to unpack this stuff too, because I I always find it interesting to see how the journey kind of unfolded. But at this point, you know, you're, you want to do this and it sounded all good. So where do you get like storefront? Like how do you, how do you get like, like you said, like you you don't need a ton of startup, but you do need to sign a lease or something, right? Or get some type Mm -hmm. of, and and you got to be in a good, in a, in a good area that has good traffic, or at least I would Mm -hmm. think so. So what, how did you know where to pick? How did you, how did that all unfold?
1: Well, I just did a ton of research. I looked at, you know, DC metro area, you have DC, Maryland, and Virginia, like a few pretty nice cities all right around each other. And I did a lot of research and I visited places and just, you know, really thought about it. And I found, you know, I ran into somebody who was a friend of a friend who was knew of a space that was going to be open. And, it was all kind of serendipitous that it just fell into place at the right time. I mean, definitely with a lot of research involved, but um, it was, you know, affordable and small. And I started off there and, you know, I had some savings that I had put away that I, you know, spent all of doing it, but you know, it's definitely, it was worth it at the time. It was a good time for me to take the leap and, you know, it was actually in the middle of the recession, but consignment was, was pretty, you know, protected at that point because people were more willing to buy used and they were more open to wanting to sell their things they weren't using anymore. So for me, it wasn't a terrible time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's, that's a great point because I, I mean, honestly, like you were kind of like the answer to the recession, because I think the recession people are they're still spending, but they're going to be more cautious on what they're going to yes, spend and how much exactly. they still want those those jeans or they still want that purse. But they don't want to spend the purse price of a brand new purse, right. but they can still have it. I yeah, I, exactly. I that. that's that's really cool. Uh, now, the other question I have for you is so. I, I think initially you said, like, you, you reached out to friends and family and coworkers and said, hey, if you have anything, let me know. Like, how do you structure a deal like that? Did they just give you it as a donation or did they actually say, like, they're going to do a consignment where if you sell it, you're going to give me 20% or whatever?
1: It was all, it was all consignment. So okay. at that point, I already had the contract and, um, you know, it's basically they had to wait until the store opened. But, you know, there's a whole structured you know, procedure that we follow where, you know, they receive half of the selling price when the item sells. And, you know, everything is on like a 90 day cycle where, you know, there's markdowns that are scheduled within the 90 days if it hasn't sold by a certain point And it's all, you know, set up ahead of time.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, okay, you, you got it all figured out there. Now, was that being figured out because your mother had done it for 30 years and she's taught you some things? Or is this something that you just kind of thought that was necessary?
1: Uh, well, it was both really. Okay. I took a lot of what I had learned from her and I kind of put my own spin on it. You know, I'm in a very different area I'm serving a different clientele. Like I sure. have, you know, my demographics are different. So, I mean, I definitely had a lot of the knowledge that I needed going into it from her experience and, and working with her for so many years. And uh,
0: so that was definitely an invaluable resource
1: for me. So I was going to say,
0: what's your mother think of, of like your journey so far? Like, like, you know, from where you were, where you were headed going into college and then coming out of college. And then now where you're at, what does she think of that? I'm just oh, curious. she loves it. Okay. Cool, <laughs>
1: cool. So proud, like buttons popping. Awesome. <laughs> She's the sweetest. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I and know this so, Amazon
1: so, stuff too. She's she like could not be more excited about how this is going too. She's, I can see very, she's really into it. She's
0: an entrepreneur too. So she yep. gets it, mm-hmm. right? Like she gets it. She's not really cut from the same cloth as far as like people that are you, you need to go to college, you need to get a degree, you need to work for corporate. Like she you can tell, but sometimes if people are entrepreneurs and they weren't successful or didn't have that success, they might try to steer you away from it because yeah. they feel it's too risky and it's not stable and yeah. Stuff. So it could go the other way too, but right. for the most part. I did part, get a lot of that Did, you? When,
1: I did yeah, when I quit my job. I had a lot of people being like, oh, are you sure? Like, yeah. It's a bad time. You'll be back.
0: Right. You'll be back, right? Yeah. You'll be back asking <laughs> for your job or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and that, that didn't happen. I was like, bye. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's not happening. I'm going to make sure it does not happen. Uh, right. All right, cool. Oh, and that
1: is really the attitude I took. I was kind of like, people would ask me like, what are you going to do if? And I would just yep. say that's not an option. Like I'm just, I'm not even letting that in my mind frame, like not an option.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, I I get it. Right. It's like, if you're in, you're in, you know what I mean? You're going to figure out a way to make it work. Uh, and you did. And, uh, and, and things are, again, they're, they're going in other directions now too, since then. So take us to that now. So now, okay. You're, you're up and running. You got a nice little store. It's, Got a nice, you know, stream of clientele. You've probably got regulars that also say, "Hey, I've got some new stuff for you to list." And so now you're starting to get like both ends of it. You're getting a a buyer and a seller, and yes. you're able to now kind of keep your inventory going because they know that you're you've got a nice location and and all that stuff. Where does the next thing come in? Like you like you said, you, you you're always kind of like an entrepreneur. You're always kind of thinking to yourself, like, "Oh, there's something right. here. Right. Oh, there's something here." Uh huh. How how did this um how did this get to the point of where you're now ready to launch a physical product or you already have?
1: Um, so I guess, you know, with my store, it's great. And I love it. And it's a lot of work, which I don't, I've never mind working hard, but you know, I have just been watching this trend of everything going online and, Mm. um, all this e-commerce and I'm like, how do I get online? You know, consignments a little different in the sense that you only have one of each thing. Mm. So it's really labor intensive to photograph, you know, write the description, list, post, monitor, you know, just for one thing over and over and over, you know, with all of, you know, we get like thousands of items in a week. It's just, Mm. it's it's too labor intensive. So I kind of played with that for a little bit. And then through looking into e-commerce options is how I found, you know, all of this FBA stuff, which... It's kind of what I've been looking for, something that's a little more automated, like a little more hands-off. Um, I mean, I know it's still a ton of work. Like I've been putting a lot of hours into it, but sure. Sure. It's, it's different, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just kind of looking into the e-commerce stuff and then finding your podcast. I found it last June. I started listening because I can see when I downloaded it. Oh,
2: that's um, cool. <laughs> that's
1: cool. So, yeah, I went back and looked. But initially I, I was really, really intimidated and mm. it is overwhelming and there's, you know, a lot of steps. And like you said, right when we got on, I noticed that mostly men are dominating and I had even had that thought like, oh, I wonder if there is any women doing this. And not that I thought I couldn't, but I did notice that. So I'm happy, you know, I'm really happy to be here talking and I hope that women are listening and you can do it too
0: (laughs) like um absolutely and I would say even men that are listening like listen to this story but then let your wife know because you know what I mean or your uh significant other or whatever because I believe also like even even if the if 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 you're the the woman in your life isn't going to do it if they can understand it they'll be more supportive Uh and and so I, I always look at it like the other the other side of things too like you know, or you can get your wife interested or your girlfriend or whatever, you can get them interested in it because maybe it's something that they're not even aware of and you can kind of inspire that thing too. So that, I just think that everyone has the same amount of skill set as far as like, we're, we're born with whatever we have, right? We're, we're kind of created, but then we actually learn and we all have the same resources out there. It's just a matter of what you do with it and then what you learn and how much you're willing to take before you say, I'm done. I'm out of here, you know? Right. Um, and I think like you said, there's, it's not really an option for us entrepreneurs that are, that are, you know, in, in this thing for the long haul, there, right. there's not an option. Like they're, we're going to figure out a way if it's not even this way, this will lead us to whatever's next. Right. That's exactly. So totally. yeah, that's awesome. Um, okay. So let's start talking now about like, Okay. You, you got like this, this bug. Now you're like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this online thing. I think it's great. It would be another revenue stream. We're not putting all of our eggs in one basket. This is great. Where do, where do you start to think of a product that you're going to possibly enter into this market with?
1: So this is kind of funny. I started listing last June and I had this notebook where I was keeping all my notes yep. and I kind of got a little overwhelmed, got intimidated. And then my busy time of year is like September, Black Friday with my other business. So I kind of fell off a little bit, came back to it again in February of this year and started listening to podcasts, started trying to think of products and research and went back to the original touch list I made when I first started listening. And that's where that's what ultimately led me to my first product.
0: Beautiful. I love that. Yeah. I love it that it was the touch list.
1: It was. You know? It was the touch list. Oh, like back I love to that. basics.
0: Yeah, back to ba- <laughs> Sometimes you have to go back to basic. Sometimes we want the tool that's gonna actually call it out and go, that's the one you should do, because the numbers are exactly what you should do. But a uh-huh. lot of times it's the touch list that leads you to to the product or the products, and then the tool just validates that it's yep. a good thing to do. And it
1: wasn't the exact product, but it was, you know, the idea. Exactly related to. And then I got on and started drilling down, drilling down. And that's when it was like light bulb, you know? Yep. So that was very cool.
0: Love it. Love it. So anyone listening, if you, if you don't think that the touch list is something you should do, uh, listen to what Tony just said. Okay. (laughs) The touch list is actually what, and and there's, it's not just you, there's many, many uh, people that listen to the podcast or students of mine. They always come back and go, man, I thought that the touch list was kind of like, eh, you know, but I went, I did it, and now I found a product. So I just love that because it validates that a touch list. I mean, we just launched a new brand about four months uh-huh. ago, and the uh-huh. products that we're launching are from a touch list. Like, awesome. So I, you know, I basically do exactly what I'm telling everyone else to do uh, or that it should do is, is use that touch list, and that will inspire you and then motivate you. and also get you to, like you said, it might not be the exact product, but it, it almost like exposes you to a market that then uh-huh. you can drill into. Um, Yeah, and that's really how, how it happens. So anyway, all right. So cool. So you you get this idea, you got the, you know, so what's the next step? What happens?
1: So after that, I started reaching out to suppliers. I, um, hopped on Alibaba and I used, you know, like the form I used, you know, I got your example and kind of edited it to, you know, my specifications and details and everything. Um, Probably shot that out to like thirty manufacturers, yep,
2: that's and about right.
1: yep. you know, just just like you say, like some of them, you know, I, I would get some responses like two weeks later, where I'd had already had my first sample made, and I'm <laughs> like, okay, buddy, <laughs>
2: you're
1: done. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> yep. Um, but some people responded right away. Um, some people were, you know, like very responsive, but it was hard to communicate. Um, so ultimately, I ended up really hitting it off with one supplier and I have this great agent I'm working with there and she has just been phenomenal but I definitely had to weed through quite a few people to find her and we did um two two rounds of samples the first round wasn't the right color so they ended up having to like special order um something for me which took a little bit longer so that whole process did take a little, probably like two months ish to yeah. do, you know, find them, communicate samples, agree on price, shipping, all of that. Um, and that's,
0: and that's, I mean, that's, you know, I'm not going to say that's hundred percent normal, but it, it is in a sense because if you're making modifications, it can definitely uh-huh. delay the process. Yeah. You know, and and it sounds like you you were modifying you know some things like you said it could have been a different color, a different shade, and and you're not <coughs> just going to go off of it by them saying like oh yeah I just did this and you're gonna be like okay cool don't send me another sample you're gonna right. have them send you another sample which is gonna again eat into some more time, um, right. but you know I just think it's part of the process and you know what sometimes it takes four weeks sometimes it takes two months uh, right. so in your case it took about two months which is fine.
1: And it was, it was worth it. And I will say like, I was so excited. I didn't want to wait and do the more samples, mm-hmm. but I'm really glad that I did cause we got it right. And you know, it looked great and that that's more important than rushing it.
0: And, and how was the, the packaging and stuff like that? Did you do some, some different packaging or did, was it standard, but you modified it? Like what was the packaging like?
1: Um, standard, but I modified it. I, I, I I branded it with our logo and, um, but pretty standard, like nothing too fancy, like as a first product, I didn't want to get too heavily invested. Like my initial investment was, you know, really manageable. And I was kind of like, I'm going to give this a shot, see what happens. Like it's not going to be too awful if it doesn't work. So I, I didn't really go like too all in for the first run, but, um, you know, it looked really nice. How many? Without being how many, super
0: expensive. How many units did you start with?
1: 500. Okay. But,
0: Good. Good. So
1: yeah. it's, it's a pack of something. So okay. it, it was more units than that, but 500, yeah. you know.
0: 500 units technically, but they, you know, it could have been a three pack, five pack, whatever, but that that, that amounted to one unit yes. uh, inside of there. I get it. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, fi- and, and I love that too, because a lot of people say, no, you can't start with just 500. You got to go with at least 1,000. And we've got probably, Out of the six products we just launched, we probably have all of them, but one that we could do 500 or less Yeah. on on a first run. And we have one that I think we did like 300. Uh, Wow. So, yeah, I mean, so you just got to ask and you got to negotiate. You got to let them know that this is just a sample run or a test run. And then from there, we're going to scale up. So, uh, yeah. Cool.
1: And that's exactly what I did.
0: Cool. Okay. So now from the time that you ordered, now, did you, did you wire money to them? Did you do a PayPal? Did you do escrow? Like how did the money happen?
1: I did credit card through Alibaba. Okay, cool.
0: That's good. I'm a big great.
1: fan of getting all of the airline points. That's, so that's I, a
0: great idea too. Yeah. I
1: put everything I can on the credit card and then just pay it off.
0: Yep. Smart, smart. Uh, okay, cool. So that's the money. So you didn't worry about that. You got a credit card. So that way, if something happened, you could, you know, kind of intercept that. What was it? Was it 30%, 70% or was it 25? You know what? I
1: broke the rules here and I was nervous about it. And I know that it's probably not the best thing to do, but they wanted it all up front for Ooh. the first order. Wow.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You, you don't, you're, you're going for the risk. You're okay. with I that. know
1: <laughs> I wasn't okay with it. I was like tossing and turning at night, but I, we had we were so far along in the process, yeah, and I I felt like I could trust her, which probably is not smart, but I went for it and it was all okay. So
0: okay, well, it all it all worked out. I and so it the, did, but it,
1: I wouldn't recommend it. I was going
0: to say, did did you did you say to them, I'm sorry, you know, I'm you know, my my, my company will only do as much as fifty percent. Did you even try, or did you just? I go, did
1: try. Did, I did try, and, the and they right? were just like, we can't for such a you know, like it's a low order, and your first time customer like this is our. Wow. Okay. You know, this is our procedure because also because they had to do something like pretty fully custom for me. I got so you. it wasn't, I got it you. wasn't like a stock thing. Yep. So that was a little understandable.
0: Well, it's, um, it's funny that you say that because there's a, actually it was funny. Um, I just got an email from uh, one of my partners in the new brand and um they were telling me that on this new product we're, we're looking at, which is a little bit more of an expensive, uh, more expensive product, it's over $30. So it's going to be a little bit more expensive for the upfront cost and their whole thing was, because we're going to be doing a little bit of re- retooling, we're going to be doing some stuff, and they want us to pay 30% down on 1,000 units just to basically get the retooling and the sample sent. Oh, wow. That's the first time that's ever happened to me. Um, wow. Now, on the flip side, we've actually worked with this company already on another project, and it's been really good.
2: Yeah, so, so because you
0: know. Yeah, so because they're doing some some retooling and they're and, – and they're they're technically saying, and I'm using the air quotes. They're technically saying that they're only going to manufacture the you know this style for us on the modifications that we make. Whether that's true, I can't say. Um, you can't really enforce that uh, from here, you know, over there. But uh-huh. um, yeah, so you know, like we're gonna have to send over like three or four grand just to get a sample to basically put a down payment on our thousand units. Wow. So I've never heard of that. I never had it happen, but we're leaning towards doing it because we already have money coming through that brand. So right. we're gonna start playing with some of the brand's money, not just, you know, money out of our pocket. Right, right. So but anyway, yes, hundred percent. That's woo especially on your I first know. order. You know, hey, <laughs> no. you're you're out there getting ready to to, to to make it happen. I can tell. I was. You're just knew, like I'm not gonna I let you know. It was stop. a bit no. of a
1: gamble, but I was wow. I was just going for it.
0: Yeah, you're in Vegas. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is not my personality at all. Me neither. That's not- I do not like risks
0: like that. But. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you did it. It paid off. You got it. It sounds like you got have a really good relationship, though, with your uh, with your contact, which I, I think, do, which is I think is another thing to note here is that you've spent some time um, going back and forth. You can kind of get a sense of how things are, um, you know, going to work. And now she kind of or she or he validated that, um, you know, that that relationship is, is pretty solid right now.
1: Yeah, she was good. Cool. And we still like even when we have nothing to talk about, like I'll send her a message on WhatsApp over the weekend and be like, hey, hope you're having a good weekend with your family. Like just little things like that seem to make a difference in those kind of business relationships.
0: Yeah, that's that's really great. That's that's really good. And that, it's funny because my my partner that's been doing all the negotiating um, as far as the sourcing and stuff has done the same exact thing, like talking personal right. stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like just little stuff, like asking about like your weekend or. Yeah. yeah so
1: and that, that's, it, was, it was her daughter's second birthday the oh, other wow. day and she like sent me a WhatsApp message about it. So
0: nice. Nice. That's it's awesome. Been, it's been cool. And cool. she
1: wants me to come visit her in China. So. Oh, that's
0: awesome. And that, <laughs> I
1: love to do that. I was going to say that would be amazing.
0: <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, okay. So now we've got the product. Um, well, we've got it purchased. It's coming. It lands when we're in seller summit. It basically yes. gets at your location. You're ready to submit it now. You submit. You had it sent to you, not into Amazon directly, correct? I did. Okay. For so,
1: the first order. Yep.
0: So now that gets to you. You can't wait. To, you you, you want to stay at Seller Summit because because you, you're having so much fun and you're learning, <laughs> but you want to get home because you wanna you want to get this thing launched. Yes. Okay. So let's fast forward then to it. It you get home, take us take us you know into the launch.
1: Okay. So. I'm so glad I did the first run sent to me instead of directly to Amazon because I didn't realize that you needed a suffocation warning on a bag that's, mm. I think it's five inches.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The, um, if, the, if the bag's diameter is five inches or larger, you need a suffocation warning. Yep. So I missed that and ended up, I think I was listening to a podcast or watching like one of the million dollar case studies or something. Um, and I picked that up somewhere, and so I ended up ordering stickers, and I had to sticker all of the individual units before I sent them into Amazon. Gotcha, yeah. So caught that, and then once I got all that taken care of, sent them in, you know, they hit the warehouse. And in that time, I kind of finished optimizing my listing. Like, I had all my pictures pretty much Actually, no, I didn't. I had to take pictures after I got them because because of the pack. Mm-hmm. Like, I only had one sample. I got you. So I actually took all of the pictures. Um, I have some photography experience, and with my store, like, I have a big back white backdrop, and I have the lighting and everything.
2: Oh,
1: cool. So I was able to save a lot of money doing that myself. And then um, I hired someone on Upwork to do some lifestyle photos. Oh, cool. So
0: how did that work, let me, let me just stop right there. So how did that work? Did you send the product to them and have them, have them use it and kind of, um, like that, or did they Photoshop it? Like, how did that work?
1: They Photoshopped it. Okay. So okay. I, I purchased pictures for commercial use on Adobe stock, I think yep. was the okay. website I used. Mm-hmm. And I had to like comb through a zillion pictures where a Photoshop situation would work. Gotcha. And then I took pictures of the the product sent them to the person on Upwork and then he did all the Photoshop work just oh, cool. to save time. Cause cool. so it would have been like a pretty, you know, tedious
0: yeah, Photoshop
1: yeah. job. How, like how I can that, do that kind of stuff.
0: How was that process for you for, uh, with Upwork and finding that person?
1: It was great. It was so easy and he was super friendly and I think the whole thing took three days and oh, wow. it was 60 bucks.
0: Oh, nice. Like, Awesome! Yeah. Wow, wow, that's awesome. That's a really and, and now it. you've got a, a Photoshop uh, person that you can go to when you need them.
1: Yeah, love that. So love it. That was that was good. Cool.
0: Okay, so uh, you, you get your pictures up. Your listing is is semi optimized. Um, your I'm I'm assuming uh, inventory is is in route to to get there uh, to Amazon, and then let's just uh, let's fast forward to you get that notification that it's live.
1: So I got the notification that it was. Um, what, what is it called when it's like not live, but it's, you know, pre-order.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You, it it has that pre-order or it's pending. Um, you know, it's it's basically, it'll start to show that it's there, but it won't be delivered until whatever, July 11th or whatever. Yes. It'll save that. So you can still buy it, but you don't, you can't get it like shipped like in, in one day or two days.
1: Right. So that happened and I sold three that day. Oh
0: wow. Without any pay-per-click or anything?
1: Yeah, like wow. I didn't even realize it was up, and I looked at my app, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> you know? Wow. So three that first pre-order day, and then three the next pre-order day. Wow. And then the day that it actually went live, um, I think I had sold like nine or ten before I turned on the paper clicks. I just didn't even think it was going to happen that
2: fast. Right. Right.
1: So I'm like freaking out over here, like so excited. Um, I bet you just were. It, I was not expected. Yeah, I was texting Chris, being like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" <laughs> but because um, none of my friends know what's going on, they'd be like, "Oh, cool, like, yeah. good job,"
0: yeah. you know. Great job, pat on the back. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. So that was very exciting. Then I um, turned on the pay per click, and in the first week, I think I sold like 114 units wow. and did. I think it was like three thousand in revenue in wow. the first seven days. So I was really, really excited.
0: I bet you were now what what kind of margin are we talking here on these?
1: Well, so my initial margin was forty six percent. Oh wow. But since then, um, my competition started like undercutting my price mm-hmm. and I had to you know, I had to like in this I think it was probably like four or five weeks in, I had to drop my price pretty much mm-hmm. or pretty you know, a pretty big chunk, but so now it's it's around twenty or sorry, forty two
0: percent, forty two, which still is still great, yeah, yeah. still yeah, happy well, with it. That's absolutely, uh, that's phenomenal. Um, okay, so basically, to launch this, all you really did was get give yourself an optimized listing, great pictures, you sent in the inventory, and then automatically it started getting picked up, and then you started getting a few sales, and then the minute that it goes live like for real live um, and then you turned on pay-per-click, you started to get some regular sales and within the first seven days, you sold over a hundred units. And, yeah. and and so how much pay-per-click <clears throat> would you say that you were spending on a daily basis? What did you budget?
1: So initially I budgeted um, 20 for an auto campaign okay. and 30 for a manual campaign.
2: Okay.
1: I kind of skipped the step for waiting for my auto campaign data to come in because yep. it was pretty obvious yep. what my main like keyword search term yep. phrases would be like yep. it, it just with my product, it's pretty obvious. And I had you know done a lot of research on like um, Google AdWords, the tool that they have, like I have an account for my other store and mm-hmm. I played around in there and, and, you know, I had like a pretty good idea from mm-hmm. researching all that ahead of time so I just went ahead with a manual campaign, um, and I was so curious I couldn't help but look at it, even though I know I was supposed to
2: wait. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I just kind of played around with that, and that worked pretty well. I think, I guessed pretty accurately
0: on your um, on your main keywords.
1: Yeah, and then,
0: and but so I did your your I budget. Did, I'm sorry. So your your budget though for thirty dollars on the manual or twenty five, whatever it was. Did you did you go through your budget? Did you go out of budget? Yes. You did? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: And that's one of the questions I had for you is like what happens if you are going through your budget? Like I started doing where I would turn it on at, you know, 10 a.m. and then turn it off at 10 p.m. Yep. But I pretty, I was pretty consistently going through all of it pretty quickly.
0: Well, here's, here's a couple of things that I would suggest doing. Number one, uh, exactly that though. I would turn it on and off like you did. So that would be one thing I would already say to do, but you're already doing it. So that's perfect. Uh Um, But what I would then start to do is look at the keywords that are, and I'm saying keyword level, not search term level. I'm saying like, so you're broad. I'm I'm assuming you're in the broad. Um, I would also look at the keywords, all your main keywords, and I would see which ones are eating up that budget. Uh And then I would either... I would either go ahead because you're going to, it's going to, you're going to start to see that even though it's a broad term, you're going to see that you're getting more clicks on that one, but they're not maybe converting. Right. But the ones, yeah, but the other ones down, let's call below those that are ones that are getting some impressions and some clicks, but you're making sales. Of course, we would love more of those. So then what I would do is I would reduce my bid on the more, you know, broad term, I guess I would Mm -hmm. reduce that bid a little bit, maybe 50 cents, whatever. I don't know what you're bidding. And then from there, more of that budget will then be allocated towards the ones that are converting better, if that yeah. makes sense. That way you're not- It run- does. Because the minute that you run out of inventory on that one keyword, on that broad, it's gonna take all your other ones down. The other thing right. you could do is take that one completely out of the equation and put it in its own separate campaign and allocate you know, $15 or $20 to just that keyword. And then the ones yeah. that are- that are, uh, you know, that are, they're, they're becoming, uh, uh, I, I guess they're being turned off automatically once that campaign gets shut down because your budget's gone. The budget's gone. Yeah. So oh, I that's, would almost, that's a great idea. Yeah, I would almost separate those two. If that's, the, if that's the one clear thing that's kind of running your budget and everything else kind of then disappears. Okay.
1: That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Idea.
0: I would, I would play with that because I, a lot of times that's what it is. You got one keyword that's just sucking the whole you know, campaign down and then everything <coughs> else kind of goes. And then you're like, well, if I would have just been, you know, available for those other five, I probably would have picked up some sales and I wouldn't have paid as much for clicks. Awesome. Yeah. So give, give that a shot. Um, and then the auto campaigns, what we've been doing is we've been doing like a hybrid approach, like where we do exactly that. We'll take the manual campaign. Now we'll, we'll take like the top five keywords that we think are the ones or the top 10, whatever throw them into a manual campaign in abroad and then we'll also run an auto campaign, but the auto campaign is always lower for cost per click because we don't want that auto campaign to then compete with our manual. Right. So, we'll, so
1: I, I did end up turning off, I've completely turned off the auto campaign now. Okay,
0: yeah. I mean, you After. don't necessarily need to run it, but what you might want to do, like what were you bidding for your auto campaign? Like per, um, per click?
1: Well, initially it was, Around like a okay. dollar before I had the manual, mm-hmm. it was, you know, higher, but mm-hmm. then I moved it down because I finally got the part about, you know, competing for impressions. Sure. So I, I moved those bids down a lot lower, like into like the 25 cents, 50 cents range. Okay.
0: And that, that's what I would probably suggest. And cause it doesn't hurt even if you went at 20 cents and you go, you know what, I'm just going to put a $10 per day budget on that campaign for auto at you know, $10 a day, and I'm going to bid $0.20 cents on keywords. And then this way okay. here, what, what'll happen is, let's say that there's other sellers out there like you that are turning on and off or running out of budget. Well, eventually, oh, yeah. your keywords could come available at the $0.20 cent level versus the dollar level.
1: Once they've run out of their budget for the
0: day. Yeah. yeah. Ah. So <laughs> I would just take like a nice little $10 chunk and just set it there. That's what we do. And then, I mean, we'll get we'll get impressions, we'll get clicks, but the clicks are going to be 20 cents or less and awesome. and they can convert to a sale. So, and then this way here you you constantly always have that for when other people's budgets run out or they stop bidding or whatever, um, then you're going to be there. So, it's just kind of like a little way to kind of clean up any any scraps on the back end is what I that's yeah. kind of how I look at it. It's kind of like I love it.
1: That's super hurting. smart.
0: Yeah, it's not hurting anything. It's you know, and you're not competing with your other ones because your other ones are bidding higher. Um, right. so, and then, yeah, so I, I'd give that a, I'd give that a shit. I think you'll do, I think you'll do well with that. Awesome. Um, and then obviously, you know, you can always be in there tweaking and looking at the reports and all that stuff. But for right now, that's what I would do, you know? Um, awesome. so, okay, so not really, I mean, you're, you're aggressive, but not that aggressive on pay-per-click. So I love it because you're still doing well with sales. Um, let me ask you this, cause, um, uh, we just wrapped up prime day, um, depending on when this airs, but while we're recording this, you know, prime day just wrapped up. Uh What what, what did that look like for you? Did that give you a boost in sales or was it just kind of like an average day?
1: It did. I, I sold 72. Um, so now like now that I'm farther along, I'm selling between like 25, 35, like 40 a day. Um, but then I sold 72 uh, the night before and then 72 on Prime Day, but I ran out of stock. Like,
2: Ooh, okay. I
1: know, I was yeah. so disappointed, but yeah. you can't complain about no. a good thing, no, but no. I was also like dying to know what would have happened had I not run out of stock. So.
0: Yeah, well, okay, so let me ask you this. Uh, did you run any promotion or did you just lower your price a little or did you just leave it, leave everything the same?
1: I just left it the same. Nice. I, have, I have it set up where it's, you know, showing the, a higher price and that it's marked down because that really is what Mm -hmm. I did. Like it was that price and, Mm -hmm. you know, I've had to lower it to compete. Sure. So I just left it and I thought, you know, might as well give it a shot and I can change it in the, during the day if I need to. And it just, it just went until there were no more.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Well, you know what? And I I love it that, you know, you ran out, I don't love it that you ran out of inventory, but I love it that you were (laughs) running out at such a high rate because now your conversion is so much higher and when you get back in stock, I believe that Amazon will remember that conversion and then yeah. that'll help you to start getting yourself back. Now when you do get back in stock, you're probably gonna have to turn your pay-per-click on again and get a little right. bit more aggressive in the beginning, maybe for two days, and then I think you'll be right back to where you are.
1: So I was gonna ask you yeah. that too. So This has actually happened once before, so that was my second order of 500. Oh,
2: okay, cool.
1: And the, the first time I ran out, I did, I'm wondering like how aggressive is aggressive when you're trying to get back, you know, when you're trying to get moving again.
0: Okay. Um, Okay. Well, let me ask you the question first. What's aggressive to you? Like if you were to say like, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and give this thing a little extra juice. Like what are, what would you think it is?
1: So last time I did, I was up to like four and $5 a click on my main words and I was Letting it go, like I knew that wasn't going to be forever, but mm-hmm. I knew it was worth it in the short term.
0: And what was your but, budget for, for the day?
1: I think it was like one hundred and twenty-five. Okay, I don't want to do too too much, but okay. I know I had to
0: and, get up there. And that five dollars, you weren't probably paying that per click. You were just bidding that no. high, so you could be you could to be make top. sure. Yeah, yeah. What were you paying on a on a cost per click? I mean, I mean it, ballpark.
1: It was never over two hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah, I think I that found. was maybe the most expensive on that like main main keyword.
0: Okay. I think, I think exactly what you just said is exactly what I would recommend. The only thing that I would do a little bit differently in it. And again, you would want to then maybe monitor it um, and definitely um, keep that time frame, that window, like, like you said, 10 to 10 or something like that. But mm-hmm. I would, I personally would do the same thing, but I would also probably increase my budget. Okay. I, I would just increase it to $200.
1: Okay. And I would just only for do that short
0: amount of time. Yeah. Just do it for a short amount of time because I mean, it's like you have a, you have a brick and mortar, so you can kind of relate to this. If you're, if you're like having a grand opening sale again, you want to let people know about it. You would spend a couple hundred bucks to let people know about it. So it's the same right. idea. So to me, you're going to get sales from it and, um, you're going to get data, but then you're also going to start getting the algorithm back, uh, you know, kind of remembering, you know, that you're getting sales and now they're going to start to rank you quicker. And then the minute you get Ranking again, then we can pull that back. Yeah. Okay. So I would just be, I would, I mean, for me, I'd be aggressive, 150, 200 bucks. Cap it though. You know what I mean? Like make that your uh-huh. entire account, not just on the campaign level. Because uh, right. for anyone listening right now, if you don't cap your main, uh, your your entire account, I'm sorry, <clears throat> inside of um, inside of your your pay per click account, it'll go it'll go higher than what you allow because it does it on a 30 day cycle. So if you tell Amazon that you're willing to spend a hundred bucks a day and you only spend 70 today, they're going to take another 30 and add it to tomorrow's budget. Yeah. So what you want to do is you want to say you want to cap your entire account for the day and say the most I'll, I want to spend out of my account today is 200 bucks. That's across all your campaigns. If you have 10 campaigns, it's going to be collectively 200 bucks. And I would do that when you're doing something aggressive like that. Uh-huh. Just so that way there, it doesn't bank some of the other stuff you haven't spent days before. And then you would look at your account. And you're like, holy crap, I just spent $500. <laughs>
2: right.
0: right. So you just want right. to cap that. So just a little safe measure there to do that. But no, I think, I think exactly what you said. I mean, we've done it um, in the new brand. We've ran out uh, twice now. Um, and for us, it actually was painful because we had such good velocity. But then we also had some problems after the fact that it was on Amazon. They screwed our listing up. So then when we were getting back in stock, we had uh, duplications on listings that they were trying to fix. And it's just, it was a mess. I
1: um, mean, I heard, I watched one of those where you guys
0: are talking about oh, that. A, it was just a nightmare, nightmare. ridiculous. Yeah. But now it's, it's kind of straight. We did a great, we had an awesome, um, prime day. Uh, we, we did across our account, we did over 270 units. So we did really, really well. And one of those. Congratulations
1: products, on that, by yeah. the way. That
0: is awesome. Yeah. Thanks. So. One of those products did over 130. So that one product, that was the one that we ran out of stock, and that's the one that was kind of all messed up. So I was glad to be able to kind of get that dialed back in. Right, um, right. You know what I mean? But it's you know it's part of the process. Uh, but no, that's that's awesome. So okay, so let's kind of let's kind of wrap this up by kind of like okay, at this point you're a believer. You're like this thing works. Like this is fun. This is exciting, yeah. right? And you've diversified. Where do, where do we go from here? Like, what's next for you?
1: Well, I think now I'm just on to trying to find my next product. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I've definitely, I've been loving this. I've gone through a thousand units. I have, you know, more on the way and awesome, awesome time doing this so far. So now I really need to focus in on, like, what's the next thing? I think um, I kind of set it up where it could be a brand but I could also expand into other things like I don't necessarily have to stick in a brand Mm -hmm. I really like the idea of the open brand too I think when I was getting started that I listened to one of the episodes where you guys were talking about the open brand Mm -hmm. and that kind of clicked with me like oh like I don't have to sign up for one specific niche like forever like that really kind of took some pressure off of picking a product because I really was trying to pick something that I could build on Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know. I think really just focusing on like, what's the next product. I have a few ideas, a few that are similar to this one that I'm doing and a few that are different. And now I just have to take the leap again.
0: Mm. Yeah, I, have got my, my, um, my thoughts for you though, is I think the open brand is, is fine. Okay. But I think for you, um, if you still want to test other products, I think that's great. I would probably try to at least roll one more product out that's attached to this one if it could because mm-hmm. because you have already some sales coming through and then you can start to cross promote
1: right. through that yeah.
0: product. So that's the other cool thing. And the other thing is I think I think you're great to be, I, I don't know, would, would this would this brand lend itself to you? Could you be the face of this brand that's, that's this product that you're selling?
1: I could, potentially. I just don't know if I want to. Okay, okay.
0: Well, and, and again, that's, that's the other question because- I mean, there's so much power to having the face to a brand because now yeah. you're not just competing on Amazon. You're you're now comp- other people have to compete with you for you and your brand. Because yeah. Now we drive traffic outside of Amazon and then we can let's say I get an extra 30 sales a day on my product and my com- my competition is only on Amazon. I'm 30 ahead. They're never going to be able to catch me. Right. You see what I'm saying? I've got that leverage point now um, yeah. and I can also sell my own products on my own website and all that kind right. stuff. I've definitely
1: um, thought about that. I, I bought the domain and you know, I've, I've set up like an Instagram page and sure. I'm going in that direction. But,
0: but yeah, but know. it's not for everybody. You know, I, I'll be honest. Right. You know, if you had someone, I don't know you if knew, I want to
1: like, yeah, yeah, that, that potentially, yes. I yeah. just don't know that I would want to do it.
0: But you know, again, I think it's one, one thing at a time and, and the open brand is great because now you can kind of like say, okay, I'm going to go and tackle this market. Now let me go ahead and tackle this one and see what happens. And then you can kind of pick and choose. Um, but I always try to recommend to anyone if they at all are interested in building a brand to do it, and um, and hopefully it's the the person that's running the the business could be the front because there's just so much power in that uh, yeah that, that for sure and all that stuff. So, but anyway, um, that's that's for another another discussion. But for you, <laughs> I'd keep riding this. And the other thing is, I want to ask you this. and I want to circle back, and I'm sure that I I probably have some listeners that are going to be they're wondering this, and I'm kind of wondering it as well. What were the numbers as far as search? that you were looking at, like when you had your touch list and you went in and you started digging through, what were some of the numbers that you were looking at that you were projecting? Like, was it a 10 by 10 by one? Was there 10 units a day that you were selling that you were looking to sell? What was the price point? Give me some of that stuff.
1: It was, I really was, you know, basing everything off of the 10 by 10 by one. And, you know, when I looked at the numbers with this product, I almost thought something like wasn't quite right, and mm-hmm. then I, I was kind of like, am I catching, you know, a niche that's not really that um, saturated yet? Like I I almost didn't think it could be right, so I I went. I was definitely searching for things with the ten by ten by one mm-hmm. in mind, um, but then I was kind of you know like cautiously optimistic about this, maybe doing a little better than that, and um, you know it did, which is awesome. But that I was always focused on the 10 by 10 by one and, you know, starting there and using that as like a building block. And then if it does better, great, but
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah. no, that's, that, that's great. I, Cause I, I actually, I should have asked that before, but yeah, that's, that's important. And I think, uh, you know, when you're looking at the numbers, you know, you gotta have a target to shoot for, and that doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. Um, but if you have a target, you can, you know, at least shoot for the target, but if you do better, you do better. And if you do a little worse, well, okay. You're only selling eight a day. Okay. No, problem. right. It's still right, okay. Totally. If margins are, are good. Um, yeah.
1: Well, and yeah, I think the price point and the margin was really important for me. Mm. Um, I was, I was like, I wasn't really looking at anything that was below a $25 price point. And you gotcha. know, like okay. I kind of based my product decision to off of, Having as high a margin as I could. Mm,
0: okay, okay. No, that's it's you've done well, and I mean since uh, Seller's Summit, and now you're telling me you've sold a, a thousand units.
1: Yeah. So after Prime Day, I'm like just below twenty five thousand in revenue. So,
0: Whoa. all right. I'm super congratulations excited. on that. We got to get Thank a round you. of applause for for Thank Tony you. on the show today. Right. Yes, that is awesome, and I'm sure that you're <laughs> gonna have a lot of applause in TAS because, uh, that's a huge milestone. You know, 25 K is a great milestone. And uh, to you, it's a thousand units that, you know, you've sold through this channel. It's proved it. It's validated it. You know, the system, you know it now you're excited, you're motivated. And to me, that's what it's all about. Yeah, definitely. Super psyched. Yeah, that is, that is phenomenal. And so,
1: so grateful to you, Scott. I just, I can't thank you enough for everything that you and Chris and your team are putting out there. Like it's, it's just, so incredibly generous of you guys to share all of your knowledge and you know your resources and uh positive energy just everything that you guys do has well, it's
0: really been I appreciate that but I will say you have to do the work and you have so you know I I give you you a lot of credit because there's a lot of people that do listen um but they don't actually do and that's the big big thing that a lot of people have to understand is uh-huh. that you know you did this, but you learned a ton through this process.
1: So much, you yeah. Know what I
0: mean, and without you doing it, it's like you wouldn't, you won't know. It's like us. I mean, like people think, you know, well, Scott, you know, you you must have like a magic touch, then, right? Everything you touch turns to gold, and that's not true at all, <laughs> right? It's like there's, right. there's things we're doing every day. They're like eh, it's, it's hard it, work. Yeah, <laughs> that didn't work so well. Or oh man, why did our listing get split into three separate listings because <laughs> yeah. Amazon decided that they hated us today? Uh, you know, like there's all of those (laughs) things that happen, but I'm willing to, to take that because, uh, I, I love learning. Number one, I love kind of testing and tweaking, but I also just, for me, I'm always a part of like, just continuing to, to learn through the process. And I just enjoy the climb. I enjoy the, the growing and and all of the phases that are in between. And, you know, you, you don't know what this is going to lead you. Like you said, like you grew up with your mother doing a consignment shop. You never thought you would do it. And then here you are doing it but you kind of niched it down and then from there you've learned and then you opened up a door to e-commerce and now you're doing this, like who knows in five years what you're going to say that you've done because of of this experience. So I think it's awesome, but Hey, we're going to wrap this up. I just want to say congratulations. And I just think it's awesome that this came like all the way around full circle that I had a conversation with you at seller summit. You hadn't even launched officially yet. You had inventory coming and you're a thousand units in 25 K amazing so
2: awesome
0: awesome, <laughs> awesome job and I want you to keep me posted we're definitely gonna have to have you back on so we can inspire some more some more ladies out there I all right let's, think, do it. Let, let's, let's, let's do it let's do it, it right <laughs> I think it's important and I think you know everyone is equal as far as what we can do out there we just have to go out there and do it and you're you're proof of that so I just want to thank Absolutely. you once again Tony and any any other words of wisdom that you want to give any anyone not just women but anyone out there that's just starting
1: Ah, oh, yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, for me, the biggest step was just, just going for it. Like I thought mm-hmm. about it and I went around and around and around and until I just, you know, went for it, like you can't, you can't overthink it. You have to just go for it. Like you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So, Ooh, you know, I love it. don't think too hard. Just, you have to believe in yourself and, you know, do the research and just go for it. That's yeah. all I can say, you know, just go for
0: it. Great. That's awesome, Tony. Well, hey, I want to thank you once again and definitely keep me posted. And uh, yeah, just keep keep doing it. You're, you're doing an awesome job.
1: Well, thank you, Scott, so much. I had so much fun talking to you today and I'm, I'm just thrilled and honored to be here.
0: OK, I was not kidding. Right. What an amazing woman. What an amazing story. Hopefully you're listening to this and you're like, man, the, the opportunities are endless I mean, I love how we went through her story. We talked about her leaving corporate, creating a business out of secondhand stuff, but she niched it down. I love that story, by the way. And then I just love it how she continued to think, again, like, how could I add another revenue stream? Like, I'm in the products business. I'm in the retail business. How do I... And then she started looking at e-commerce. Then she started looking at Amazon. And then here we are. You see how the journey just kind of unfolds? But she may never have gotten introduced to the e-commerce world if she hadn't opened up her own shop. So you see how things just kind of lead to the other, and I'm not saying you have to open up a shop, but I'm just saying the, the, the things that we do now are going to help lead us to where we're to go next. Like there's, I've said that in my own story, and if you guys have not heard my story, episode 300, uh, and I go through in detail pretty much everything through all of the the ups, the downs, the different things I've tried, the things that I've, I've had businesses that were successful that led me to another business. Uh, it's just, it's a way that we learn, we grow, and then we can pivot. And uh, Tony's a perfect example of that. And I just love it that she agreed to come on and inspire more women. So let's do more of that. Or heck, let's just inspire everyone. <laughs> I mean, I think the opportunity is endless and it's up to us as individuals to make that choice and also to surround yourself with like-minded people like Tony had said and her listening to the podcast and connecting in the group and then going to a, uh, you know an event, seller summit, like it all kind of just ties together and you want to be around those people that get it. And uh, that's a big, big takeaway for anyone right now listening and saying, like, I feel alone in this thing. Well, you don't have to be. All right, so uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for her. I'm excited for anyone else out there that is, uh, you know, they're out there trying and uh, they might be stumbling, but they're they're moving. They're moving forward. They're taking action. All right, so guys, the show notes to this episode again can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash three ninety six So go over and check those out. And um, I will uh, I'll let Tony know that you guys will probably be hanging out over there. And if you have any questions or comments please put them up there. Maybe even just give her a high five over there in the comments. All right. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's it guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I am rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.